Chapter 1. In which a housemaid manhandles Lord Devon. Anne Sophronia jolted awake into darkness, choking on broken sobs. She fought a battle with twisted ropes of sheets she finally comprehended were not restraining cruel hands. A frantic brush over her arms, and she found them slicked only with sweat. No blood, no cuts or glass shards, only scars. She trailed her shaking fingers over the embossed lattice of fine lines on her wrists and the underside of her forearms. The motion stoked both relief and anger as she emerged from the nightmare to wakefulness. She thought of the locked traveling case under the bed, containing her stolen three thousand pounds, her mother's estate jewelry, and a bundle of letters from her one remaining acquaintance. The letters all contain some variation of, he is still searching for you, stay hidden. And she read them in moments of weakness as a reminder that her plight could always be worse. Yet, what she wouldn't give for the latest Wilkie Collins novel, or chocolate-dipped strawberries to eat while reading in a shady garden. All morning long, undisturbed, followed by a ride on a fast Arabian, then a dinner party with a controversial gathering of artists who laughed and argued over music and politics until dawn. A stab of longing seared her chest. Oh no, none of that. She rolled out of bed and lit a candle, catching her gaze reflected in the tarnished hand mirror. Uncomfortable, she looked away, hardly recognizing the woman with the haunted, frustrated cast to her eyes. Sophia lowered her dressing robe, and her heart sank as it did every time she saw her reflection, the chaotic web of ropey scars across her back, whip marks, still reddened by the slightest irritation, even the gentle rasp of clothing. The purple-gray lines and puckered glossy texture of her skin hadn't improved much despite months of healing. She chanted to herself, as she had the past several weeks, I am not vain. I am not vain. I am not. The choice between pacing the six steps across her servant's attic quarters or lying on the lumpy child-sized mattress became untenable. A window facing the east garden mocked her with the illusion of freedom. She blew out the candle, knowing what she would do next, despite her better judgment. She draped a shawl over her shoulders and slipped into the service passageway. Sophia made no sound as she padded across the grand entrance, perfect plains of mosaic marble cooling the soles of her slippers. Great shadows and dull gleams highlighted the magnificent pillars, balustrades, and dormant chandeliers, making the space appear like a jeweled cavern. Lord Devon's ancestral pile rivaled Olympus, grand, consummately styled, and free from the remotest threat of decay. She saw to the latter personally, one of his forty-member staff motivated by the threat of his legendary wrath. He detested having the order of his house disturbed. Rumor had it Lord Devon was as brilliant as he was mad, an idea she found fascinating. She darted past the pillars, imagining hundreds of blazing lamps and the glitter of jewelry and polished brass buttons. In the silence, she conjured the music of a Viennese waltz, competing with the buzz of a hundred voices gossiping and laughing.
Ages since she'd last danced at a ball, the occasional midnight rebellion cured the vexation of days pent up from skulking in dank servants' corridors, averting her eyes and mumbling obedient niceties. As she passed the gallery, she gave his framed lordship a mock salute, then went out the west entrance, which had been left unlocked, strangely. Midnight had long passed, guessing by the chill air and the lull in the breeze, it was a few hours yet until dawn. Fritz and Dagmar, two in a pack of guard dogs and her only friends, came charging from the courtyard garden to greet her. She scratched their enormous waist-level heads and cooed praise in the German phrases they understood as she wandered into the garden, following a hedge-lined path. She stubbed her toe on a large mass. It moved.